Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. And come on. Good morning, church. It is great to be in the house of the Lord today. Yeah, okay, there's a few here. Good, good, good. Right on. We are continuing the series, Not Done Yet, and we are talking about a person who was around when um, Lazarus was raised from the dead. Last week, Pastor Ryan shared the story of Lazarus, how Lazarus had died, and his family and friends were mourning at his loss, and they said, it's all over for old Lazzy, you know, that's it, he's done. But God wasn't done yet. He went to his, his friend, and, and there was Mary Magdalene, who we're going to talk about more today, and she is the sister of Lazarus. And she, she, she saw Jesus coming, and she ran to his feet, and she said, Lord, if you'd only have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But God wasn't done yet. God was working in the situation, and he went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, get up. And Lazarus was raised from the dead. Now, today we're going to continue on some of that story and the theme of God continuing to be active and involved in our lives. So, who was Mary Magdalene? Well, she's referenced that at some point, we don't know exactly when, but earlier in her life, that she was filled with demons, that Jesus cast out demons from her prior to her being around Jesus and following his ministry. Now, I know what you're thinking. Boy, did we tune into the wrong church. This guy's going to be talking about demons for the next 30 minutes. Well, don't worry. We're not, you know, bringing up any volunteers and we're not bringing out the snakes, especially not what happened after the 930 service. That was a little bit weird. So did we get the liability thing worked out? Yeah. So, uh, so just hang on, bear with me. If it gets weird, I'll be the first one to head out of here so you can follow me. Now, the scriptures, the, the Bible, give us some examples of what this demon possession or to be filled with a demon looked like. So we're going to start with scripture in the word of God to get an idea of what this might have been like for Mary in her life. So here's a story where Jesus heals a, a boy who was demon-possessed says, a man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus. Everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. 
Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. So we can see that this overwhelming force, this evil spirit had taken over uh, this person, this, this boy, and it would cause him harm, confusion, chaos, trying to throw him, hurl him into the water or into the fire, foaming at the mouth, having seizures and becoming rigid. Now maybe that's what it looked like for Mary in her life as she was filled with not only one, but the Bible says seven evil spirits. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. So Mary had not one, but seven. Seven is a symbolic number um, and a literal one, I believe, but it's, it signifies this um, idea of completeness. You know, in seven days, God created the heavens and the earth. And so the reason I point that out is that there's, you know, different kinds of these inhabitants or these, these demons or these evil spirits, but at somewhere along the journey, at some point in her life, Mary would have opened up an area in her life that would allow these evil spirits to come in because we know that there was that fullness of evil within her. So Mary had a history. It was uh, likely a dark past, some things that she wouldn't really be happy or proud about. You can imagine the shame and the guilt, the fear and the uncertainty that she would have experienced. Being oppressed and overwhelmed by all this evil in her life, thinking that this is just my life. Forever I'll be hopeless, overwhelmed, oppressed. What, what, what worth is it? What worth is this life? The physical, mental, and spiritual darkness, believing that there was nothing more for her. Thinking that I'm finished. God's finished with me until Jesus steps into the picture. Jesus heals her, casts out the seven demons. Now, important programming note this won't be in your brochures. Every evil spirit is inferior to God. Every evil spirit is inferior to God. Okay, I like that. Shout it. Come on. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Apostle Peter says, Be alert and of sober mind. 
Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Do you know what this word means in the Greek sober mind? Okay, me neither. So I just wanted to make sure I didn't try and fool anyone. I'm not sure what it means, but I'm I'm guessing it has something to do with being sober, being clear-minded, not being drunk on wine. Why? So that we can be aware of the strategies and the schemes of the enemy. He wants you distracted. He wants you aloof. He wants you not focused and aware. See, this reality is not just from, you know, 2,000 years ago. This is still happening today that the enemy we fight in the unseen world, there are principalities that spiritually, when we, when we sing a song of praise, that's a, a weapon that we use against the enemy that would try and seek, kill, and destroy in our lives. I was listening to the radio on Friday morning, getting ready for work, and uh, it was talk radio, and they had a guest on, and it was, uh, it was like, yeah, here's our next guest, uh, uh, Angie, and she's a, a, a psychic, Uh, a medium, and she connects with the dead. And I was like, okay, that's a bit of an odd guest to have on your show. But, you know, isn't it funny? People are looking for answers. People are confused and distracted, and they're wondering what in the world is going on. They're looking for answers. Now, the Bible says, don't consult mediums or psychics. Those that pretend to consult with the dead. Can I just encourage you today, church? What we're to look for is the truth of God's word in the Bible. Those whose minds have been clouded and are foggy are grasping at straws trying to figure out if there's some spiritual connection that I can still speak to somebody who has maybe passed on and they can send a message and you know, help me in this particular area. That is not God's desire and plan for us. The Bible is truth, and he will use it to speak into your life and your situation. You know, reading this, I'm reminded of, like, those old war movies where there, you know, be a a sniper somewhere in a tower or up on a roof, and he's camouflaged, and he's lying down low. His main goal is to make it so that he is not seen. And then all of a sudden, you're you know, talking around to your buddy or whatever. This is the old war day pose, I guess. And all of a sudden, Billy goes down. And you're just like, oh, well, maybe he's had a you know, rough day. He's tired. He's getting sniped. There are people around us right now that are getting sniped, opening up areas of their lives where the enemy is allowed to get a foothold. The sniper, the enemy, doesn't want us to believe that he exists. He doesn't want us to believe that he is there. But, folks, there is a reality of this spiritual warfare that is happening right now in our lives. So be careful not to open yourself up to us. Jesus came so that we would have life to the full. Jesus cast out every evil spirit in Mary. He healed her. And what was the result? What did Mary Magdalene do after she was freed from the fullness of evil? Well, after she was healed, the Bible records that she went on to write a best-selling book. And, you know, she went on uh, Ellen and Oprah, and she did a bit of a tour. And No, that's not the truth. The, the truth is, 
Uh, she simply showed up and kept following Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying to you today? That there wasn't this big, like, external thing that she started to do. She just kept following Jesus. The Bible records her. She's mentioned 12 times in all four Gospels. She was just around the significant life events of Jesus by just showing up. There's a a pastor that said, you'll be amazed at what God will do in your life if you just keep showing up. You'll be amazed what God will do if you make a commitment to Christ and then you just show up, serve the church, serve the local church, be a part of the bride of Jesus Christ. The proximity and closeness to Jesus for Mary Magdalene was itself this healing ministry. It was this healing balm for every wound. Now we fast forward days before Jesus was to go to the cross and die a criminal's death, led like a lamb to the slaughter. It was Mary who anoints Jesus' feet days before he goes to the cross. In John 12, it says, Six days before the Passover, Jesus went to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom he had raised from the dead. So they gave a supper for him there. Martha was serving, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very expensive perfume of pure nard, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now, this was before, you know, fancy uh, marketing, and they didn't have the best names back then, so this pure nard was actually kind of like the Kirkland brand of the days. Is that a good brand, or is that? But she had this, this, this pure nard. Maybe she was born with it. Maybe it was the essence of pure nard. We don't know. That's not in Scripture. It's only for the Lord to reveal. But the point is that This perfume cost her something. There was a sacrifice in her doing this. This is recorded as being about a year's worth of wages. And here she was pouring it out at the feet of Jesus, wiping her feet, wiping his feet with her hair. She was freed from her past, tears rolling down her face, just thinking about, Oh, God, I just remember where I was just for a second before I met you. I'm so glad you stepped into my life. I just want to sit here and worship at your feet. I love you, Jesus. She was pouring out this sacrifice to the Lord. She was anointing his body for burial. Church, reading this, I asked myself, God, How am I doing with my sacrifice of praise? How am I doing with my worship? Even when we gather here together, few or many, how is my sacrifice of praise, my worship to the Lord, when I'm reminded and I think on just for a second of where he brought me up out of, just as Mary was doing this, preparing his body for burial. Jesus said that those who have been forgiven much love much. Those who've been forgiven little love little. 
Mary was a person who loved much because she was well aware that she had been forgiven of much. Those moments where before Jesus, she allowed herself to engage and take part in some things that caused this spiritual, mental, and physical darkness in her life. My question today is, church, who do you love? How much do you love them? You know, Mary Magdalene was, was there throughout Jesus' ministry. She was there when Lazarus, her brother, was raised, resurrected from the dead. She was there at the cross of Jesus, watching as he breathed his last breath. And days later, Mary was there when she went to visit the tomb where he was buried. In John 20, it says, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. We just read that, didn't we? Well, there's maybe some emphasis that I didn't make there. <laughs> Mary, Jesus said. She doesn't recognize it's Jesus. She thought it was the gardener. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, Mary. She turned to him and cried out, Teacher, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. Now, interesting that she didn't recognize Jesus. It's similar to another story that is recorded elsewhere in Scripture that happened later that day where Jesus was, uh, he appeared to two disciples that were walking around the road to Emmaus. And these two disciples were, were walking along the road and they were confused, they were perplexed because Jesus had, had died and then all of a sudden Jesus shows up but his identity is kept from them and Jesus is like, what's up, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, are you nuts? Like, have you not heard? Are you the only one in all of Israel that doesn't know about the things that have happened? And I imagine the patience Jesus would have, would have had to have had with these guys as they're walking along. But Jesus comes up beside them, and he walks with them, and he recites the scriptures to them. He explains and he teaches them why the Messiah had to die. They got to the house for dinner, and Jesus acted as if he was going on. And the disciples said, hey, Jesus... Maybe they didn't know his name, but come in, come in for dinner with us. And he's like, okay. So then they're eating dinner together, and all of a sudden, Jesus basically starts communion. He takes the 
bread, gave thanks, broke it, and then he gave it to them. And then immediately as he did that, their eyes were opened and they recognized that it was Jesus. Jesus disappears. And afterwards they ask each other, were not our hearts burning within us as he revealed and read the scriptures to us? And now here's Mary, not recognizing that it's Jesus until he says her name. He looks at her and says, Mary. She responds, teacher. Do you know what, why Jesus said, don't cling to me? It's pretty profound, but because Mary was clinging to Jesus. I don't know. Do you think I'm oversimplifying it? But Mary recognized it was Jesus, and she just lunged at him. Teacher. She just wanted to sit here at his feet and worship the God who saved her from the past decisions and mistakes and sin, freed her and cast out all evil spirits within her. And she's clinging to the Father. You know why he said don't cling to me is because he's essentially saying, I'm not finished yet. There's more for me to do. He wasn't done yet. You see, Jesus had to leave so that he could send us the helper, the advocate, the healer, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. Jesus was not finished. Now, I love how it says in the scripture that he's ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Jesus knew that, you know, he was going to show up and it wasn't just like Jesus coming on the scene and he's like, bam, I'm alive. I did it. You guys didn't think I could do it. Come on. I'm out of here. You guys good? You're cool? He knew that Jesus would want to go with her. And he said that, listen, this isn't just about, this isn't about me. This is about you. I did this for you and you and you and you. I'm going to my father and your father, to my God and your God. It was good that he went. It was for us that it happened. And reading through the scripture, Mary replies, I have seen the Lord, she said to the disciples. Folks, friends, have you seen the Lord? Have you seen the Lord active and living, showing up in your life, in your situation, whether you're filled with seven evil spirits, just one, or you feel an oppression or an anger, or you're dealing with stuff or sin, shame, guilt from the past. Mary was at the lowest of lows before Jesus showed up on the scene and healed her. Can you identify with the, the sense of the Holy Spirit as you read the scriptures, the feeling that Jesus is there? Has your heart burned within you as God reveals and opens up 
the pages of his love letter to you? Does your heart burn within you as you just worship at the feet of Jesus, knowing that you've been forgiven much, and because of that, we love much? I believe that there is no more significant event in a person's life than that moment when your eyes are opened and you recognize Jesus. There is nothing else better, nothing else that will quench the thirst or heal the pain and the memories of the past that the enemy continues to conjure up just as you're advancing in your walk with the Lord, you're, 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 you're committed to serving this church and you have times with the Lord and you're, you're, you're feeling the freedom that comes from being reminded of a relationship with Jesus and the enemy tries to bring something up. But remember when he did that? Are you really saved? Do you really have a relationship with Jesus? Mary was healed from every kind of evil, every darkness, from chaos to confusion to the complete and pure freedom found only in Jesus Christ. God was not done with Mary. And God's not done with you either. God is not done yet. Imagine what God did in her life and know that he has all the power to do the same in your life wherever you're at. Just imagine what God can do with the rest of your days on this planet, on this earth, as you make a decision to just follow Jesus. It's not this big event where we then try and figure out what we're going to do and how we make it about us. It's simply because of the work that Jesus did at the cross. And we just get to keep showing up and following him. So here was Mary, this, this person who wasn't a stand-up citizen. She wasn't a, 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 a pastor or a, a leader, you know. She was someone who had a past. She had a history. She had struggles. She wasn't a pillar of the community. And Jesus appears to her first the very first person that Mary, that Jesus sees is Mary Magdalene. And he says to her, go. I'm sending you. You're my messenger. That's who I'm choosing. God chose the lowly things of this world to shame the wise. It's the foolish message of the cross to those who are perishing. How perfectly clear has Jesus made it for us today in the scriptures that he's saying, I do not save because of what you do. I save because of what I've done. Not by your work, but by mine. It's not because of your good choices or your moral standard or by being a good person. Jesus doesn't save those who think that they are strong or wise. He saves those that know that they are weak. 
that recognize their need for God in their lives. It's not the healthy who need a doctor. Jesus, the great physician, came for the sick. He came not to condemn us, but to save us. And he looks at you today, wherever you're at, whatever situation, whatever stuff you're going through, everyone's at a different place along the journey. And it's been, it's been tough. But Jesus looks at you today, deep into your soul, knowing every hair on your head and fabric of your being, looks into your soul and says, Mary, Karen, Kim, Alana. I'm not done yet. I'm not done working a miracle in your life. I'm not done chasing after you so that your eyes are opened to the scriptures and the truth of Jesus Christ that he alone saves. I'm not done with you yet, church. In fact, I'm just getting started. The Bible says that no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has in store for those who love him. We are a, a church that loves Jesus. We love him much because we recognize and will always recognize that it is because of Jesus that we have been forgiven much. We owe it all to him and his work on the cross. He's not done yet. He's just getting started. Don't grow weary in doing good and following God and chasing after Him and being a part of the church and making a, a recommitment of straight away, but I'm coming back to Jesus and, and He sees you and He runs towards you. He says, Come. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for revealing these things to us, Father. We thank you that you just choose simple people to humbly do our duty to serve you, God. It confounds the wise. It confounds the wisdom of this world that is looking for other things in the moon and the sun and the stars, psychics and mediums, and the reality is that, God, you're the one who heals. You're the one who saves. You alone are the truth. You alone are God. We just recognize you right now. We see you, Jesus, and say thank you. We have seen the Lord. We love you, Jesus. Father, I just pray for everyone in this room and watching online, God, that are either at a place that they've drifted away they've doubted, they've opened the door, maybe they've allowed the enemy to get a bit of a foothold in their life. I just speak right now in the name of Jesus. Every evil spirit, every thought would be captive, made obedient to Jesus Christ. 
that we would know that, God, every evil spirit is inferior to you, Lord. Open our hearts and our minds that they would burn within us, Lord, that we would seek after you and we would want your presence, that we would worship at the feet of Jesus with our tears and the oil saying, thank you, God, that you saved me. We love you, Lord. God, I pray for those that are far from you now and that haven't maybe ever made a decision to follow Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you saved. You just speak out that there would be boldness, Father, in your church. Hear it online. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender to you. I'm no longer going to get in the way of what you have already done. And I accept the work of Jesus at the cross. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Folks, great to see you all in church today. Thanks for coming out and those of you watching online. If you made a decision, a commitment, that you want to be a part of what God's doing, you want to invest in the local church, you want to know Jesus more, you can email us at info at lovecitychurch.ca and we'll connect you um, with some more information and just walk with you on this next phase of your journey as you seek after the Lord. So if you are online, stick around, grab your kiddos. We're going to watch the kids video. And uh, for all of you here and online, love you. Have an awesome long weekend. And we'll see you next Sunday as we continue with this series with Pastor Ryan and Stephanie back because God isn't done yet. He's not finished with this series yet either. Come on. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.